0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR.
1: Our favorite thing to do on a Thursday, it's catching up with our good friend of the show, Mr. Brian Backo. Kind enough to join us here just about every single week. He covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He never does cap. What's up, buddy? How we doing today, Mr. Backo?
0: Oh, I'm great. And if it isn't my two favorite guys who host a radio show from noon to two every day on Killer Nation Radio, how are we doing?
1: Pretty good. I mean, I said, you know, Moats asked me how I was feeling at the top of the show, and I said, you know, check back with me here, you know, in an hour or so <laughs> when the WVU game's over, but I... I'm excited, Backo. I'm pumped up. It's a great sports time of year. There's, It's obviously, you know, a lot to dissect with your football team. It's different than the game results, right? It's more about the future of your organization, what they do in free agency, what they do with contracts, what direction they move in the draft, right? Uh, you got March Madness. The NBA is in full swing. The NHL is in full swing. Golf majors are coming back. It truly is a magical time of the year, partner.
0: Yeah, I love it. I just filed my Steelers mailbag for today. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a little break probably and uh, and catch some of these hoops games.
2: I like it. I like it. Now, we've been seeing a couple of these, uh, you know, role players slash potential fringe starters getting contracts. Uh, J.C. Hassenauer.
1: Hasenauer. You see,
2: I've been practicing. Marcus Allen and Ray-Ray McCloud. So just talk about, you know those three guys and just your thoughts on these contracts that we've seen and getting out. Do we think they're going to have an expanded role? Do you think it will be, you know, same as what we saw last year, or do you think this is more so just formalities right now?
0: Yeah, I wasn't surprised by any of those moves. I think they were all pretty expected, and I think they're all for depth for the most part. The one to me who maybe has the best chance uh, of an actual expanded role in 2021 is probably Ray-Ray McLeod because I don't think any of us expect Juju be back. And I do think that the Steelers, because of that, will probably draft uh, a new wide receiver. But you never know uh, if you're going to have a guy who can step in and contribute immediately the way Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson did. So uh, perhaps early on in the year and maybe even past that, you see a little bit more of Ray Ray in the offense as kind of that de facto number four receiver. And I'll tell you what, just knowing that Canada's track record and what he likes to do with his scheme, he could possibly be an exciting guy when he has the ball in his hands
1: and to to maybe just add to that then mr backo it feels like this is the this is a good off season to implement to start moving in that direction of the mac canada offense right because let's let's say that this happened this time last year no rookie mini camp, no mini camp, no otas training camp was weird you didn't have the five preseason games that you were supposed to have it, it does feel nice now, you know, that, that we're about a year removed from the start of the pandemic, and I think it, it all finally is starting to feel like we're closer to the end than to the beginning. It's good that the Steelers are going to have all those extra programs and everything uh, to get a lot of that MAC Canada stuff implemented because maybe that's part of the reason why we saw a lot of it fall by the wayside last year, right? It's just all the meetings were virtual. There wasn't as much time to work on this stuff, and, and I think we're all hopeful that that will not be the case this year around.
0: Yeah, and I think there's still going to be a virtual component to this offseason. I don't know that it'll be, you know, full-on the way it normally is. But you're right. I mean, it, it's we're probably going to have some form of a preseason. Uh, I, I think that training camp will be a little bit more traditional this year. And, you know, it's I remember this time last year, we were all, one of the talking points was, well, if everything gets shut down, is, is that advantage Steelers because they do have so much continuity? And I would say at, at least early on in the season when you start 11-0 and – Uh, Maybe that turned out to be true. But, yeah, now as you start kind of being in a little bit of a transitional period, uh, even with Ben coming back for one last go-round, any more work that they can get uh, with Canada and and with some of the young guys in this offense, it'll help them. But I I know that Mike Tomlin, when he's asked about it, he'll say, that's global, right? All 32 (laughs) teams will have more of a chance to do that. So you don't make too much of it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for the handful of teams breaking in, a new offensive coordinator, uh, any additional time in person with these players can only help.
2: Now, I agree with you on that. Now, based on some of these moves that we've seen the Steelers make, going back to these, uh, you know, depth signings and things like that, has that changed your, I guess, perception of what major moves need to be made starting with free agency next week? Hmm.
0: No, because J.C. Hassenauer, I don't expect him to be the starting center i mean he's to me he's the new bj finney really he's a reliable dependable kind of six sixth man or at least just backup center uh if worse comes to worst so i still think that you know on their draft board if, if they're looking at positions of need uh centers right there at the top offensive tackle still so has to be right there at the top and uh running back for sure because you know it's it's still a really intriguing draft class in that way i guess as we speak clemson is holding their pro day yep. mike tomlin kevin colbert uh matt canada going full staff there uh mm. down in, ah, in travis Carolina. etn and... confirmed very nice <laughs> thank you mr back No, no no well, i was gonna say yeah etn is uh you know a, a name that i really like i mean i'm kind of on record uh as being that that's who i would take at 24 but they've got other options too uh jackson carmen is is an o-line who's you know not probably a first rounder if he is late first round uh and then a couple receivers who are, are maybe those day three guys that the steelers will have their eye on so uh makes a lot of sense for them to be at this particular pro day and with the way uh, that program's going who wouldn't want some clemson tigers on their team
2: man that's the truth but i wanted to follow up with you so I know you had said that you kind of view JC JC
0: Hassanar uh, Hassanar great Yinzer he her name H- absolutely oh,
2: oh my god absolutely
0: how is he not from uh, like, like you know the South Hills or something but he's crazy. from Minnesota that's yeah, crazy you know what
1: just yeah. real quick real quick quick shiny silver object for us because this is what we do on the show if JC Hassanar was born and raised in the greater Pittsburgh area where would it have been Mr. Backo. I'll give mm. you know, I'll give my answer I'll let you guys think Hands down Without a doubt Right around the corner From here He would have grown up In Crafton Like right down God. the street From He's Bill Cat. He's from right Swickley Right down the street From Bill Cat You know on one corner You had the Care mm. household And on the other corner You had the Hassaner
2: household
0: Alright alright <laughs> I'm, I'm going Mon River And saying like Del Vernon uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Forward Somewhere
2: like that <laughs> Definitely a Montour Type of guy man <laughs> But um, what I want to ask you, though, following up about the uh, J.C. Hassan Hour, I know you had said that you kind of view him in that B.J. Finney style of role. But based on the positional needs that this team is going to have via free agency or draft, are you confident that they're going to bring in somebody that's going to be better than J.C. in year one if we're not addressing that center position in rounds one or two? Because I know you said, Travis, yeah. Etienne, you like it one. But then, obviously, you still got to address left tackle because left tackle is more important than center. But now we see how we're starting to go down this list and we're running out of, you know, these high-quality day-one type of starters the further we go in this draft. That's all.
0: Yeah, you, you can't have zero holes on your roster in the NFL salary cap era. I mean, that's just not possible. So there's always going to be some areas where you have question marks. And to me, we're going to have a lot better feel for this a week from now because maybe the Steelers will go out and say, hey, we can afford one kind of legit free agent signing, a guy that we expect to come in here and, and help us as a starter. and to so what we saw with Eric Ebron last article. year. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, Eric Ebron. Uh, Steven Nelson a year, the year you know, before. You know, yeah, two year Even Dante Moncrief was supposed to be, but, yeah. you know, that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> uh, So I think if there was one position where they did want to do that, It wouldn't be tackle because you've got a couple relatively experienced guys there in in Chooks and Banner, maybe Filer if they can bring him back. I don't think it would be running back because, you know, if if you're going to go that route, then you're you're probably just getting another version of James Mm Conner. So I think center would make the most sense, not only for all those reasons, but also if there's, you know, one factor uh, that you maybe want to try to keep status quo for Ben uh, and what we all think is probably his last year. Uh, maybe you don't want him taking snaps from a guy who's never done this at Mm. the NFL level. Maybe you want him to have a seasoned pro at center. No one's going to be Marquise Pouncey and J.C. Hassenauer. I mean, he's done it a few times, but uh, maybe they they will try to uh, extend themselves a little bit cash-wise and go get one of these guys who's on the market who's done it at a high level for a lot of time.
1: Brian Backo, he's a guy who does it at a high level for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He's our guest here on the Steelers Blitz. Uh, David tweeted us and said, Have you guys locked up Brian Backo for the 2021 season? Don't let this man test free agency.
2: We, we gave him a first-round tender. We did. We, we got gave a, him a first-round tender. We, <laughs> we, we,
1: we certainly have a first-round yes. tender on Mr. Backo, without a doubt. I mean, we can't let him get away from mm-hmm. us. Um, with, with all this, all these moving parts, right, uh, 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 just a, a kind of – Crazy time. A uh oh guys, no one said this in the past twelve months. An unprecedented time, an unprecedented (laughs) offseason for the National Football League. We've seen a lot of these cap casualties roll in already, right? Mr. Batco, uh Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, two big names for the Chiefs, Emmanuel Sanders and Janoris Jenkins for the Saints. Um guy like Kevin Zeitler from the Giants. A lot of big names that have been cut already. Are the Steelers – you know, we saw it with the news yesterday, right, with the the restructuring of, of Derek Watt's contract and some, and some of the things now official with the cap. They got about five to $6 million worth of wiggle room, but that's still, like you said, no free agents added, none of their draft picks yet. Are the Steelers out of the woods for this cap casualty thing, or could we still see a guy like Vince Williams get cut? Are they working on contract renegotiations with someone like Stephon Tuitt or maybe Joe Hayden or Steven Nelson – uh, what do you think the next move is for the Steelers?
0: It would not surprise me to to see them have to make one of those tough calls, and out of the obvious candidates for that, I do think Vince Williams is probably atop my list. I mean, one because you know, you, you just re signed Marcus Allen; now he's more of a depth guy, like we said at the top. So, uh, but that's still that's just one piece of the evidence. But two. I think it's also a formality that Robert Spillane is going to be back here. And, you know, he's probably not at Vince Williams' level just yet, but he's a heck of a lot cheaper. And I think the gap in pay uh, can be made up enough in production, especially once you get Devin Bush back. I I don't think Joe Hayden's going to get cut, uh, mainly because Joe Hayden went on Twitter and said, I'm not going to get cut pretty much. which like, hey, maybe I'm reading too much into that, but I think if you're a player and you're pretty confident you're coming back, You could just stay away from social media uh, like that. So uh, Steve Nelson, you know, he's still been doing interviews with Steelers.com, I think. So, again, maybe I'm looking too much into that. But, you know, would they be doing that with a player who's soon to be gone? I don't think so. Uh, So, hey, maybe all these guys survive by virtue of Ben's pay cut. But, you know, Vince Williams has been pretty quiet this offseason which is rare for him uh and you never know maybe he gets one of those brett Keisel type situations where they part ways with him now uh you come back around see what interest you have and if no one does uh maybe you can bring him back for for even cheaper than he would have been in 2021
2: but now you i i noticed you didn't say De castro in that conversation mm. is the castro what do you think on him
0: well, I was doing a radio hit last week and I said if it were up to me, I would probably uh I'd probably release Cuz you DiCastro can save what Four, 14 million, right? A lot of
1: money. Is it yeah, 14? The brilliant host
0: on the other end of the line last Thursday said, "Well, that'd be too much inexperience on your offensive line to, to have for Ben Roethlisberger. So they talked me into keeping David DeCastro mm, around okay, okay. for another year. Okay. Uh, I think. But but yeah, I mean, it, you know, I feel great about Kevin Dawson as a guard going forward, Uh, I guess I'd feel good about Matt Filer if if he would be a lot cheaper. But uh, I think you guys are right with what you were saying last week. I mean, if if Ben has to play one more season, breaking in all these new guys or young guys, uh, that would be pretty sketchy. And and for no other reason, maybe that makes you want to believe in in Dave getting back to Pro Bowl form.
1: Hmm. A whole bunch to chew on, as always, with our buddy Brian Backo here on the Steelers blitz is there a name still so we know uh, J.C. Hassanar 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 hey you know if he did
0: grow up in Belvern and played in the Whipfield wouldn't every Steelers fan be like yeah yeah he's ready to be the starting center
2: absolutely guy. they would
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's Pittsburgh great. doing this right there around the river <laughs> Yeah, you know what else they'd do is they'd look at the contract he just signed and they'd be like, Well, why didn't he take more of a hometown discount? <laughs> I mean I mean, does he not really love the Steelers? Motes and I were laughing about people back though that were doing oh, that with Mike Hilton. Like people that are tweeting Mike Hilton are like, Are you really gonna go play for a crappy team and not the Steelers? Well yeah, when you see how under that today. Yeah, when you see how underpaid this man has like, been, like, dude. <laughs> like, come on here. Um I totally forget where I was going with all this. We're just we're just we're goofing around and messing around. Uh JC Asenauer, Marcus Allen, and Rayer McLeod tied up. I think we're all you know what they say happens when you assume You make I, the
2: right answer. You get the I right think, answer. But answer.
1: but I think we're all safely assuming that, that Juju Smith Schuster and Bud Dupree will be donning different uniforms uh, next fall as well, too. In the interim, there, Mr. Backo, you know, you mentioned some guys like Robert Spillane. You mentioned some of the names on the offensive line. Bobby Spillane. Um, is there is there a name that stands out to you that you think one, it's attainable for the Steelers to realistically keep that guy, and two, you just say, you know what, I, I would make him a priority of those twenty or twenty one names that are left for the Steelers. Is there anybody that stands out to you again, realistically, as as, as a priority?
0: I think the best combination of realistic and actually you know, relevant uh, to me is Cameron Sutton at this point. I mean, I think Cam is a guy who can thread that needle between depth on the outside at corner and also can play in the slot the way Mike Hilton did. Not the same kind of player, but uh, I think he has enough of a skill set and has developed over the last four years that, that he can play the nickel uh, for you enough or at least maybe bridge the gap to a rookie uh, who you draft to do that. So, I, I, you know, you'd love to see it have happened already, but uh, they just got under the cap officially yesterday. Uh, and I think Cam Sutton is another one of those guys who uh, he's been, he's kind of gone underground a little bit since the season ended. He's not counting mm-hmm. down the days of free agency the way Mike Hilton has been doing. And uh, that to me is, is maybe a good sign if you're reading the tea leaves that you think his time in Pittsburgh is, is not quite done. And, and I think that would make sense. For both sides, uh, he doesn't have a ton of tape and production out there for other teams to really fall in love with him. But I do think the Steelers know what they have in Cam Sutton.
2: Now I agree with that sentiment right there, man. Cam Sutton definitely could do his thing, man. But whew, that's the, that's always the tough question right <laughs> there, man. Which one you picking, Mike Hilton or Cam Sutton? Like
0: ah. And I want to say this, Moats. I feel like everyone—they've not okay—not everyone, but a lot of people. <laughs> I think the the paint-by-numbers analysis is. Well, Sutton's much better in coverage. The, mm. the advanced stats don't really say that. It's true, I mean, PFF and you know Pro Football Reference has the you know exact numbers of completions given up, quarterback rating allowed right. as well. Mike Hilton is right there in lockstep with with Cam Sutton, and, and you know they play different roles at times, so it's not a one to one comparison. But I would just say, don't assume uh, that Mike Hilton is this huge liability. I mean, I think he can. Uh, he's on the shorter side, and, and that's never really been considered his strength. But uh, the, the 2020 season was was not some, you know, obvious bullet point that he struggles in coverage. If anything, he improved.
2: Yeah, and I think the bigger reason why people have ran with that narrative more so lately is because they started to see the versatility from Cam Sutton in terms of him being able to play on the outside. Whereas we haven't really seen Mike Kilton expand to that role just yet. We've seen him predominantly. Yeah. yeah as a, a slot corner and mainly yeah. a blitzing run support slot corner who covers as a moonlight, right? Covers as a, as a, oh, that's what he can do also. Whereas with Cam Sutton is, or right, he covers guys inside oh, and outside. I do outside.
0: think Sutton is, is more versatile yeah. for all the reasons that you just said. And, and yeah, I, I wouldn't trust generous 5'8 Mike Hilton on the outside, <laughs> but uh, it, it's not as, as obvious as just, uh, well, the Steelers know mm-hmm. he's not very good at coverage because that's not, the whole story and yeah. that you know that also probably speaks to the fact that yeah he is going to get a pretty nice paycheck from another team if, if they look at some of those same advanced uh, analytics and see that hey this guy can hold up as, at least a, as a slot corner and you know he occasionally stepped into that safety role too yep. at times for the Steelers
2: and I was going to say from a value standpoint you can make the debate for either one of their values because I do think Hilton fits with the Steelers defense runs, I think he fits it better in terms of being that aggressive style down by the line of scrimmage, blitzing nickel corner. Whereas Cam, he does bring more versatility, but you also know on this roster, if as it currently sits, you have Joe Hayden, you have Steven Nelson and you have James Pierre, a guy that a lot of people are high on. So knowing that, does that decrease the value of Cam? set from a coverage standpoint, knowing that you already have these other pieces that can do similar things? Whereas Mike Hilton is definitely the unicorn of that bunch. He's the only one that's doing what he can do. He might
0: be, but I also think that you can find players like that with that skill set. Uh, I mean, let's remember, and this is no slight against Hilton, but he was an undrafted guy. So I'm just saying that you can catch those diamonds in the rough who teams may overlooked because they were five, eight or, Uh, or a former walk-on or played at a small school. Uh, He did what he uh, does as well as anybody, and I do think a lot of defenses need players like that nowadays. So uh, I I think he can fit in in really any defensive scheme, and not to say Sutton can't either, but uh, with the way that that Steve Nelson and Joe Hayden are paid, something's going to have to give there soon, uh, and maybe Cam Sutton is the answer to one of those guys starting in 2022. Hmm. And beyond, especially if a guy like Justin Lane, who you did not mention there, Mr. Boats, uh simply doesn't pan out.
2: <laughs> you saw what I did. It's strategic. Just, just, <laughs> I see what you did. Just let it live. Just so let it go.
0: Know, you, guys, <laughs> you guys know too. I, Cam, Cam I listen. I listen to my interviewers.
2: I see. I Cam I, 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 I wasn't expecting you He's to catch on attention. that quick, But I like it though.
0: Yeah, Cam, Cam I am engaged when we do these. Conversations, and in, in case you ever doubted
2: it, which, which speaks <laughs> is because a lot of people we've talked to some people before, Wesley. You know how it is—you You're uh, having a conversation, and you're like, "Are you even listening are you right part, now?" Are you
1: on the same planet? That we're I don't on know right
2: what now? you just answered, but that was nowhere near what the question was.
0: <laughs> I do that sometimes, but it's not on purpose. Uh, you know, I'm just yeah, not the brightest bulb. Yeah, <laughs> we are that ADHD
1: generation, Mister Mister oh, Backo. Um, yeah, Cam Sutton. I saw this on Twitter last night or this morning be the first steelers defensive back drafted in a long i forget what the exact year was but mm-hmm. a long time to get a second contract from the team that that was drafted originally Seriously. by the team uh mr Bacco, last one for you it had been since cortez allen cortez allen yeah yep um and, saw, and he obviously dealt with the injury so that kind of made that short lived but yeah we discussed just a few minutes ago how the steelers might have some wiggle room to bring in a free agent who could help the team this year uh brian if that is going to be the move you see it being an offensive lineman. You see it being uh, maybe a veteran running back, like an Aaron Jones type. Is it a an off-ball linebacker to run next to Devin Bush, who, who's maybe got some more side-to-side speed? If they do bring in a, a, another, you know, um, Eric Ebron type, another Steven Nelson type, what Where, position where they splurge a, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, if they splurge a little bit on the open market, uh, what position do you think? Is it just as simple as yeah, you got to you got to add a veteran offensive lineman, or do you think they could be looking elsewhere?
0: For me, I definitely want to splurge on a center for the reasons said before, but here's a couple other nuggets to chew on. I keep getting asked about kind of swapping out Eric Ebron, because you could save a few bucks
2: uh-huh. if you
0: do cut him in the second year of his deal, and there's a number of intriguing options on the market at tight end. Now, I don't know if you can afford any of these guys, but they're people you know, people that you had in fantasy mm-hmm. football once upon a time. Hunter Henry mm-hmm. avoided the tag in the uh, in L.A. Now, I think he's probably going to get the biggest deal of any tight end this offseason like austin hooper did a year ago but he's out there uh i mean gronk is going to become a free agent but i don't think he wants to do anything other than play yeah. for with brady. brady yeah i mean even, Ertz is about to say,
2: free, even a, a longer in the tooth guy but still is catching at a high percentage is cal rudolph
0: he's another guy like mm. that yes who so i said last week uh, is also mason rudolph's uh, third cousin or something like that so uh so you've you've got all those guys and then Another Nugget, John Brown, Smokey, formerly mm-hmm. of the Cardinals, Ravens, Bills.
2: Yeah. No, no, along. no. I'm about to say, don't, don't you give me formerly of the Cardinals and the Ravens. No, no, no. Formerly of the I Buffalo Bills, all right?
0: Well, <laughs> guess what? He didn't seem to love how things ended for him up in upstate New York. He was on a radio. Uh, uh, radio. I don't know if it was today or yesterday, yeah. but uh, he, he said he would have you know, liked to come back with Josh Allen, but he's a free agent. When he was asked which teams he might think he could fit with, the very first team out of his mouth was the Pittsburgh Steelers because he knows how Ben can throw the deep ball. Uh, I guess don't show him a lot of the articles and uh, <laughs> interviews done about Ben. Well, no, no, because
2: this is the thing. If if you're John, though, if you're John, you have to be saying this. I've seen Ben throw the ball far. It wasn't always the most accurate, but he could throw it far. That's true. John, John is can, a blazer. Bad.
1: Could be like backyard football. Just Absolute. throw it up to Pablo Sanchez and I will and go, go get, it. get underneath it.
2: Yeah, Like, that. that's that's definitely what John Brown could do. He, he's brought that to the table. That helped Josh Allen a lot before Diggs got there. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. I'm not opposed to it. He would be a low – And I don't know if It cost
0: a lot. I was going to say, I don't know how where he is with the Steelers cap situation, but uh, – I guess all things being equal, he did mention Pittsburgh as a place that he would like to play for. Uh, but maybe he's just saying that because many legends have gone from the Buffalo Bills hey to now. Pittsburgh Steelers and thrive.
2: Hey, There now. we go. I've,
0: I've heard a couple talking. of
1: those guys, man. We've got <laughs> one here on the show. We've only got one good friend of the show. It's our buddy Brian, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Uh, partner, great stuff as always. We appreciate your time. Make sure you're reading Bacco's work in the PG, and uh, listening to him here every Thursday. Great stuff, buddy. Appreciate it, as always.
0: Yeah, no problem. And I'm still waiting on that signing bonus from the first-round tender. We got you. We don't, got you. Yeah, don't worry. We're not letting that man hit free listen, agency. Listen, we,
2: we, we're, we're working on just, you know, some of the cap details and stuff like that, but we will get you. <laughs> yeah, but
1: me. we have also have right. not changed our number since the seventh grade, so you know where to find us. Mm-hmm. Bye, gentlemen. <laughs> there he is, Brian Backo. Great stuff, as always. Get at him on Twitter. Read his work in the PG. Listen to him here on the show. We always love catching up with that guy. When we return, Motsi, we've gotten a lot of questions here about, all right, who's staying, who's going on the Twitter.com. We'll get to some of those questions, and we will. There are still 21 Steelers right now, as it stands here today, who's even, you know, even including guys like Mike Hilton and Juju, who we might assume that they're gone, but 21 guys who are still up in the air. Will they stay? Will they go? Should they stay? Should they go? Motse and I will discuss when we return. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.